Welcome to Dignity Leadership Podcast. I'm Batman. Well, I take it back. Actually, I'm Rich Levine. I'm the Chief Teamwork Officer and Founder of Dignity Leadership Consulting. I practice leadership using my Master's of Science degree in Leadership and Change and a Bachelor of Arts degree in Sociology. I've examined how people work together my entire career. In this podcast series, I want to expose the lessons I've learned through work and life with the intent to encourage more people to learn, grow, and become better leaders. Together, we can create a world of dignity. So today's show, we're going to talk about teamwork and leadership. My first guest is Stephanie Holler, a.k.a. Holler, the head volleyball coach for the last three years and assistant coach for years prior. She began her college collegiate college collegiate coaching career and did 10 years of coaching before in various levels. So I want to welcome Miss Holler to the show. Holler, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Do you want to add anything to your bio before we uh, get into today's show? Or did we hit it all? You covered it all. A long list of volleyball things. And more importantly, an academic all-star. So we want to make sure we cover that. In addition to that, (laughs) we have one of Holler's all-star killers, or more importantly, Alexa McAndrew. She's a former athlete, and she played volleyball in college. And as a hitter, she amassed over 1,000 career kills. So welcome, Alexa, to Dignity Leadership's podcast. Thanks for having me. So uh, before we get too far into talking about teamwork and leadership, I think it's important that we know that Alexa has gone into the beer drinking industry as a professional (laughs) career. (laughs) <laughs> True story? Oh, yeah. In the business of selling beer, making friends. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. So what I want to get into today and I want to talk about, and what I find fascinating about both of you is is there's a couple of different things. So Holler, you're a head coach and you coached Alexa. And mm-hmm. I met Alexa first as a student with me in our Master's in Leadership program. And so Alexa actually went through and became a master of leadership prior, and then you became a master of leadership, but you're the head coach. So we've got this interesting dynamic going on. But what I yeah. want you to do, Holler, if you can, walk, sure. us, walk us through your, your journey your, of leadership from being an athlete, being an assistant coach, being in the master's program. T- talk to us about that experience. What's it done for you? Yeah, I think the best way to describe it, honestly, is a journey that never ends. Um, So being a collegiate athlete, I was in a unique situation. I went to school and didn't know a single soul. Um, So it was kind of unique. I got to create my own version of myself while also trying to figure out who I was. So I think in college, it was a lot of just observing and being learning how to be a really good follower. Um, And then I started to get into coaching and I was really lucky enough to have a lot of really awesome mentors. Um, So I got to really see what a good leader looked like and acted like. And then as I got into the college scene and started as the assistant, I think it was just a lot of trial and error. A lot of things worked, a lot of things didn't work. And when the things that didn't work, didn't work, it was back to the drawing board and okay, I'm never going to do that again. Um, and so it's been really interesting taking the head roll uh, of where I'm at right now, just because I had to establish what my leadership style was without really having ever put it on paper before. So how to implement that and how to get other people to understand what my style is, was definitely a challenge within itself. And I've learned a lot about leadership going through the 
the program that we're in currently. Um, so just learning, big journey. So Alexa, I'm going to ask you a question then. And Holler said several times about, quote unquote, my style. What mm-hmm. is Holler's style in your eyes? Um, I think so when I came in as a freshman, it was also Holler's first year as an assistant coach. Um, and then during my senior season, she became head coach. So I think her style when she first got in was definitely that vocal leader. Um, whether when it was in practice, she was pushing us to the next level. She was the one kind of getting on our butts, making sure we were working as hard as we could accomplishing the things that we needed to accomplish and making sure we executed those things in games. Um, when it came to her taking the head coach position, she became a methodical leader. She had to examine every part of the game and not just push us to be the best that we could be, but she also had to make us understand her reasoning and why she was having us execute certain things. So I think she went from the vocal cheerleader and making us get our work done to this methodical one that was really examining the game. So it was cool to see. So Holler, does that describe you? Does that fit your own personal opinion of what you think you are as a leader, your style? Um, not really, actually. <laughs> <laughs> of course it doesn't, right? Because we all have filters. We all have this way of taking in information. So now you got us curious. we got to hear. So how do you see yourself as a leader? What When you're out on the, co- on the court and you're coaching, how – how do you see yourself? Yeah, so um, I listened to the first podcast that you guys did, and I was like, oh, what's this insights thing? So, of course, I did the little mini eight question, and I found out that I'm actually green. So that's what? where I'm going to go with this. All right. Um, but I'm also a two on the Enneagram, so I'm a helper by nature. Um, so I am very – relationships are – basically my driving factor when it comes to leadership style and how I connect with people is really important. So it's been interesting going from the assistant role to the head coach role because my relationships changed with my players almost instantaneously. And that was something that I really struggled with. So um, it's actually interesting to hear Lex say that version of me, which is great. And I love that piece of it, but I'm still so relationship driven that servant leadership is definitely my style so that that is a green right there and when you describe it your greens are all about putting the team first which as a head coach you putting your team out there first obviously you want to make sure that they get the credit that they're doing the job and it's about the team so now i'm going to bounce it back to alexa now that she's told you what she thinks and she says she's a green and she's putting you guys first and she's pushing you has that changed your opinion or your thoughts at all No, I I mean, I still think that she was that vocal leader, the methodical leader, but I do have to agree, like Holler was very much a relationship person. Um, I went through a lot in my undergrad and Holler was definitely my voice of reason. Um, If I ever had an issue, I always came to Holler. I always talk things out with her before I kind of took action on anything Um, and same way going into my senior year and then my fifth year and then becoming a graduate assistant. Holler was always the person that I turned to. Um, and I think it's funny because, you know, we always had such a good relationship with Holler and you saw that relationship build when uh, we got to go to Nicaragua as a team. And then 
when Holler said that she was leaving St. Ed's, we as a senior class are like, we're going to go have a beer with Holler and tell her everything from our undergrad. And we like spilled out our guts about everything. And then all of a sudden Holler comes back. She's like, hey, just kidding. I'm coaching you guys again. And we're like, oh my gosh, messed up everything from our undergrad. Not that she didn't know, but it was just kind of one of things. But I think we grew so much from that experience and it just made our senior year all that much better. So, so Holler, I'm going to call you out. That's just flat out messed up. But... <laughs> But what it is, though, what it is, though, it's good because you brought out the vulnerability and then you got to know your people, which brings builds those relationships. And now when when people are vulnerable and they explain or tell you about what they really want, what they really think, and they're genuine, it opens up and starts building trust, which is a big piece. And we're going to talk about trust in another show. But so what I want to do now is I want to jump back because I've been stealing, you know, we've been talking about holler. So I want to talk about Alexa for a few minutes. So Alexa, I want to hear your version of what it's like being an athlete in college, freshman, all the way through graduation, amassing a thousand kills, which is pretty incredible. I don't even know what a kill is, but hey, um, I think it's hitting the ball really hard. In the, and then the person on the other side, like me, gets hit in the face and then they get knocked out and then fall down. But so, so as an athlete, you know, you went through and, and I remember watching you in class and you were, whether you know it or not, you were extremely emotional. And I remember when you played your last game and you had to give a presentation and you're holding a volleyball, giving a speech and it was, it was emotional, but talk about your transition about how you went through college and played volleyball and then you exited and now you're, you're done with college life and you got your leadership and you've entered the real world. Well, I don't know if it's the real world. You're selling beer for crying out loud. You got, you got a dream job, but can you walk us through that? Um, yeah. So, you know, you mentioned that last class, um, after playing that last game. And yeah, that, that was really tough for me. Um, my whole career was kind of built on, I didn't know it was leadership at the time. I didn't know there was a lead by example. I always knew as a player that I was undersized. I was overlooked by the girls that were six foot and above and I'm here five ten. and coaches didn't really believe in me until they watched me play. Um, so I, you know, college, even before that, I wanted to make sure I was the first in the gym and last out of the gym. I was the one getting extra reps on the weekends. Um, There's a lot to prove for myself. And as a leader, I was never the cheerleader. I had this mentality of relaxed intensity and Holler can attest to that. I wasn't the smiley cheerleader on the court. I was like, great, we got a point. Okay, we got 24 more points to go till this game is done until we accomplish what we need to accomplish. Um, So I always wanted to lead by example. I wanted to encourage my teammates to work harder. I wanted to work hard myself, but say, hey, if I'm going to run this sprint, you're going to sprint right alongside me. I want you to beat me. Um, So it pushed me, it pushed my teammates. And then it kind of changed my fifth year because I was now the old lady on the team. They called me super senior. Um, And I kind of had to be the cheerleader. I, I couldn't kind of sit back and just work hard myself. I had to leave a legacy in a sense. I had to show these girls, hey, this is what St. Ed's Volleyball is built on. This is how you be a leader. And this is how you work hard to achieve the things you want to on and off the court. Um, and then kind of going into my dream job of selling beer. I uh, I don't know where my leadership is right now. Um, I'm still trying to work hard. I'm still trying to lead by example. I obviously want to be top of my numbers. Um, but I'm, I'm still developing. It's definitely a learning curve, but it's a learning curve that I encourage. So you both have mentioned something in common 
that has nothing to do with volleyball, but it has everything to do with leadership. And you both said that you're on a journey and you're continuing to grow. And, and for me, and I repeat this on every podcast, we've got to get back into it. So my why statement is, is to learn, to grow, to lead, and create a world of dignity. And you all are doing this because you're, you're growing as you go through these things and you're talking about where you're at. And for me, it's, it's a journey. It's about who's going with you, not where you're going. So if we have that destination, then we come to the end and we get to the end, you become satisfied. And when you're satisfied, you're finished. So yeah. we always got to keep this fire burning inside of you. So now I'm going to bounce it back to holler and say, all right, you just heard what Alexa had to say about what she saw as her leadership journey through college and then out into the real world. What did you see in Alexa when you were coaching her for all these years? This is hard because again, <laughs> I didn't have anything to kind of model Lex's journey through college. She was my first class as a college coach. And so I didn't really know what that was going to look like for a freshman and kind of going through the program with MSLC and, you know, learning my own thing. Like Lex, it was to a T what Lex said is her leadership style. She came in as a freshman. There were some really strong personalities in the upper class. So um, I think she kind of took a backseat and was getting a feel for the water and kind of seeing where she could interject and show where she was capable of doing the things that we were asking her to do. Um, so she was definitely a lead by example kid, lead by action. She was super hard worker, always in the locker room first, last to leave, made sure her teammates were taken care of. And then I think as she's gotten older, she's really found her voice and how to lead vocally. Um, and some of that is building relationships with teammates that maybe she didn't think to build with before. Um, kind of being that mom figure in her last year and the accountability factor and, you know, giving her teammates the feedback that maybe they weren't comfortable enough to give each other, but she was that sounding board, but also that like, hey, that's that's not how we're going to do things. We need to, to be better in this area. Um, but she's still always led by example. And I think that's really important. She's definitely an action leader. So my commentary on that is I don't see Alexa as being anybody sitting in the background watching and observing. <laughs> From the day I met you and you walked into a room, you like commanded presence and said, here I am, world. I'm Alexa. <laughs> and here's what we're going to do. Be ready. And so I don't know, have you taken my insights or have you done the insights at all? Alexa, do you know what color you are? No. Um, I no. haven't taken it. But I will say to that, taking the back seat my freshman year, I did experience a season-ending injury. So I was kind of forced to take the back seat. Um, and yeah, we did have a lot of strong personalities on the team my freshman year. Um, and as a class, we were kind of terrified. We were always like, okay, we're going to set up the net first because we don't want an upperclassman to uh, get on us. Um, but I think it helped me develop as a leader because I had to sit on the bench each game and watch each one of my teammates in game and practice and see how they interacted, how they wanted to be talked to, how they wanted to be encouraged, how they wanted to take criticism. So it, it almost, it was a good forced backseat because it made me grow as a person. So, so I would agree with that. You would, you would agree? So <laughs> what, for either one of you, I don't, I don't mind who goes first, but what pivotal moments through your guys' relationship playing volleyball, I should say you're gals. So what any pivotal moments that changed and said, hey, and all of a sudden you saw one or the other, like just turn and go in a different direction as far as leadership? 
Yeah, I'll go first. I think Lex, her senior season really turned a corner when it came to leadership style. She just had a different type of vibe to her. She was really comfortable in her own skin. She knew what she wanted to accomplish and she wasn't afraid to do the necessary things or say the necessary things to take her there. Um, we had had conversations before about her. She was injured her first year, so she was able to stay for an extra year and continue to play. Um, and she had always talked to me about like, Hey, I just don't think that's for me. I, I feel pretty accomplished. Like I kind of just want to go in the workforce. I'm, I'm done with volleyball type deal. And then man, that senior year, she came in my office and was like, Hey holler, I think I, I think I want to stay and play. And I'm sure the look on my face was just like, oh, wait, wait, what? Like what's going on? And so I think there, like her identifying like, Hey, I'm not finished and I still have some things I want to accomplish. And here's what I want to do. And she laid it out for me and we were like, okay, like, how are we going to make this happen? And that was really cool because I saw, you know, young freshman Lex who was figuring it out. She had a really strong personality, but it was kind of figuring out where that fit with our team dynamic. And then just every year, little by little, she really came out of her shell. And I think, you know, that's on the coach again. That's what you hope for all of your players is, is that your players are able to feel confident and believe in themselves and know what they want to accomplish when they leave your program. And Lex honestly is a great example of that. So, I don't know what you did to Alexa in the fall of, I believe it was 2019. Was that your senior year, Alexa? I'm not, that trying, was to, my- I'm not trying to date you, but I think that was, yeah, that was your senior year. So I met you in the fall of 2019 and you walk into the room first night of class that I had with you. And I already started. So I was already partway through the, through the master's program and I had to get sent back because I started in 07, 6307, 6309, 6311. I don't know what they were. But we, had, we met in 6301, leadership mm-hmm. theory. And you walked into the room. And I'm sitting there. Of course, I'm a blue, right? So I got to be early. I got to be on time. I got to be in the corner. Got to be taking everything in. And in walks Alexa. And I'm like, who the hell is this? And you had, you had a confident I don't want to say arrogance, but you were just confident. You walked in, you sat down, and you commanded respect. It's like, you know, I'm Alexa. I'm a, I'm on the volleyball team. I'm here. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do this. And so when you go back, and there's there's a reason why you got to over a 1,000 kills. You have this, I don't know what the drive is in you, but mm-hmm. when she when when Holler said earlier that she said you were going to come back, and you were like, and she was shocked, like, I'm not shocked. You got to, you're on a mission. I think your whole life is on a mission. What I've seen you has been on a mission. Even when I first met you, you said, hey, um, you know, this is my dream job, and I want to go work for, you know, I grew up in St. Louis. I want to work for Anheuser-Busch. I want to be in that industry. I mean, you know what you want, when, and you go get it, which is, which is amazing. <laughs> it's actually, it's funny you say that about the first night of class, because I don't know if you remember Ryan's class when we were standing out by the library. And he was having us do like those a seance. It was a seance. Yeah. It, yeah, it literally was. <laughs> but one of the girls mentioned, they're like, yeah, I did not like you when you walked into class the first day. And I was like, what? Like, what did I do? And she's like, no, you just carried yourself with such a way that I was like, I'm not going to like this girl. And then, you know, we like go through class and she was like, you were vulnerable. You were this, like, I got to know you. And I'm like, oh, she's, just a confident woman like that's all it was and 
I think it's funny because I didn't realize that I carried myself like that. I was kind of just walked in. I was like, I'm going to make friends with everyone. Like, you're going to be my best friend. You're going to be my best friend. <laughs> so I so mean, if, if there's cool. some uh, if there's some diehard listeners out there to our podcast, in the first couple of episodes, we talked about the different personalities, reds, greens, blues, and yellows. And Alexa, you're a red. There's just no <laughs> doubt about it. You're a red. You come in. You're, you've got that dominant personality. It's be bright, be quick, be gone. And, and so if there's anything, if I can give you any advice right now, and I'm going to give it to you in front of the entire world that's going to watch this podcast, is that is one of your blind spots. When you come mm-hmm. in, sometimes you are so confident that you scare people away. And then, <laughs> and, but then now, like, let's take the other side and, and talk about Holler for a second. And she told me she was a green earlier. First time I met her, she was just, she was just so polite and just so warm. And I'm not saying you weren't, Alex, okay, but you're a red. <laughs> But, and she was so warm. And then I'm going back and I'm replaying in my mind right now. I went and watched you guys play volleyball um, not long after I met you. So it would have been 2019. And now that I know that Holler's a green and watching her bench presence and watching you on the court, I mean, you're definitely green. And she's like, Holler like wants everybody to be successful. And you were out there commanding the court. You were like, if somebody was one inch out of spot, you were telling them where to plant their feet, where you wanted the ball set, where you're going to hit it. And it was, but you did it with class and with dignity. And you weren't, you were forceful because you got them to do what you wanted, but you were also uh, empathetic and you were kind about it. And you, you had earned that respect going through four years. So I, I found that very good. So if I could say anything, not knowing you from being a freshman to knowing you then, I could see where that transition that Holler talked about was, was pretty cool. So, Mm-hmm. Holler, is there anything else you want to say about Alexa and her career and growing and becoming a leader? Any pivotal? I any? Just, no, I, I, I think, you know, you, you look at your players and as a freshman, you're you just sometimes you're like, oh, I just I hope she gets it together. You know, just little things like that. And for Lex, like you said, coming in, she's always want to work for AB. She knows what she wanted to get after. And it's just been really, really awesome to see her bring that dream of hers to light in a way that I don't even think she could imagine. It's just opened up a lot of doors for her and she's made a lot of really cool connections. And I know that getting her master's was a part of the process, but I don't think that she actually thought MSLC was going to be the way that she was going to get her master's. And just from what she's learned and how she's able to apply that now and through the interview process when she was with us, you know, she came in and was like, I have an interview today. And like, oh my gosh, tell me about it. Like, how did it go? What's going on? And she's just reflecting. And I think before you don't take the time to reflect as a leader in sports a ton of the time, there's just not a lot of time for it. Um, so I watching that transformation too, and just, okay, like I need to be better at this. And I never thought about that before. And us having conversations about the classes too, was really neat. Cause I have my own perspective and she has hers and just kind of talking that out and seeing how our differences were actually similar was really, really cool. That's, that's pretty fascinating when you, when you guys are going through it at different times too, right? So, yeah. so Holly, you started after and Alexa started before. Um, so you got different in different times, different experiences, different classes will teach you all different different kinds of things. But I got a question for Alexa. So, I mean, this is pretty much my my audience for the most part is is business world or people that are managers trying to become leaders. So as an athlete, being a leader, creating teamwork on the field, 
help us in your own words, how do we transition? What would you tell a new manager how to take the leadership skills that you've learned on the court and transfer those skills into real world, into being whatever it is, whatever they want to be. Can you help us with that? So I think as a leader, we kind of get stuck with this idea that we're a leader. We just need to get it and go. Um, I think we forget as leaders that we still need guidance. There's you still have to build those relationships and have people that are supporting you, but every leader needs a mentor or needs that support system. So on the court, there's three main players that I had that were my major support system. Um, one of them was my libero, Morgan Beckham, and she was my person that always kept me focused. If I was falling in a game, if I needed someone, she was always like, hey, hold your platform and service seat just hold. And she would yell at me in the middle of the play to hold. And it just kept me focused. It kept me on my game. Um, but she was also the person that <laughs> if I were to ever mess up in a game, all she had to say, everyone in volleyball called me Lex. So all she had to say was Lex, or she had to say Alexa. And I knew, holy cow, I need to get myself together. Um, there was Kate who playfully made fun of me all the time, but it always pushed me to be a better player. It pushed me to compete. Um, it it pushed me to be the best that I could be. And then there was Katie who was always my person that I was like, Oh man, I can't get it together today. And she'd be like, yeah, I can't either. She's like, well, but we'll work on it together. Like she was always that kind of light that made me just pick up my energy and made me focus on, Hey, yeah, it's not going great, but Hey, we're going to get through it together. So I think we going into the business world as a leader, you need to accept that you need people to lean on. You need to build those relationships. Like Holler said, relationship building is so important. Um, in the business world, you need to build relationships with your team to understand how your team's going to operate. And that's something Holler was always great about was building relationships with each one of us and understanding what each one of us needed from her to be successful. Um, so I take that and going into my current job and trying to understand how each one of my team members work and operate and how to help them to be successful, if yeah. that answers your question. No, that's that's a great answer. So what I'm hearing you say, and I want to make sure our listeners understand, is leaders aren't perfect, and they never will be perfect, and they don't have to know everything, and they've got to rely on a team. So if we take this, mm -hmm. let's take a business analogy and let's use volleyball because it's what you're familiar with. So on the volleyball court, let's say you've got some of the best new software that tracks all the stats, right? You got mm -hmm. the best cameras and the most cameras that give you the most angles so you can work on your technique, right? Where your feet should be, where your arm should be, how fast the ball is going, how fast your arm swing. You can have all this technology and all these cool things, but I promise you, you're never going to win a volleyball game if you don't have people. And so we get into the real world and we start transferring this into business world, right? You can have all the data analytics you want. You can have all the applications, all the technology, all the cool stuff. You can have the best beer in the world or the best whatever it is you're selling, the best widgets. But if you don't have people, you're not going to sell diddly squat. So what it comes down to is it's the people and it's building the teamwork and having the chemistry. And we've talked about it throughout this whole podcast is, you know, it's the chemistry, it's the understanding, it's being vulnerable, it's being genuine. So we're getting close. We've got a couple minutes left before we get to the end. So 60 seconds, Holler. What has coaching volleyball taught you about leadership? To be authentic, to be your true self, 
if you say that you're going to do something, you need to do it and follow through because there's going to be a lot of people to hold you accountable for the times that you don't. Um, I also think the relationship piece of it is really important because there's a lot of different personalities. We graduate seniors, we have incoming freshmen coming in, and that's a revolving door every year. So being able to adapt and change is okay, but you do have to maintain your core group of values when it comes to leadership. All right, Alexa, it's your turn. You're on the clock. 60 seconds, please. What, um, what, has, what has being a teammate and an athlete taught you about leadership um it's taught me to always be transparent um you know sometimes you don't want to hear the hard things but hearing those hard things are what's going to make you better it's going to make you better as a person it's going to make you better as a teammate it's going to make you better as a leader in the future um but it also told taught me about this sense of passion you have to be passionate about what you're doing, who you're working with to be successful and accomplish the things you want to accomplish. So those are two great answers. But of course, we are getting up against the clock. We're right at the end. Kevin E is giving me the signal, the Monster Millennial Podcaster. Gotta go. So we are here on KEPX. If you want to find more about Dignity Leadership, um, check out my website. It's dignity-leadership.com. And right there on the homepage, I have the four icons for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You can click on any of those icons. You can send me a a direct message. You can get contact with me, or you can email me at rich at dignityleadership.com. And that's it for today's show. I appreciate my guests, and thanks.